this glorious mess. Hi, it's Holly here. It's the new year. This glorious mess has been on a bit of a hiatus while Andrew and I hang out with our children, eat lots of food, lie around. Andrew and I will be back with this glorious mess after school holidays. When the kids go back, we come back. But I've been missing you and I've been thinking about the new year and how, like everybody, I want this year to be better. I want to be a better parent, a better person. Part of my mission was to explore a few different ideas about how to live. I think you might be interested in this chat I had this week with Ruby Wax. Frazzled is a word that applies to nearly every parent that I know, including myself most days. It's also the title of a book by Ruby Wax, who is a comedic legend in in Britain who recently has confounded lots of people who thought she was just a loud, hilarious woman who wrote Absolutely Fabulous and had a crazy American accent. She has gone back to school and done a degree in mindfulness. She's now written a book about it that's supposed to help ordinary, in inverted commas, frazzled people learn how to be more mindful and therefore make their lives better and the lives of those around them, including their children, their loved ones, everyone who comes into contact. Mindfulness is not the word that you would think of when you think of Ruby Wax, pretty much the furthest that you would. And as you'll hear in our conversation today, she still talks and thinks at a million miles an hour, but she says she's got a way to help us all to slow down. The first thing I asked her about is what the hell is mindfulness? Okay, well, let's just um, say, you know, we we live in a kind of situation where a lot of people, I only know this because I've been doing a show for about three years, and in the second half, the audience talk. And um, everybody does agree that we all have critical voices, you know, critical thoughts in our head. I always say that. I've never had a thought that said, what a wonderful thing I'm doing, and may I see how attractive I am today. (laughs) And you realize that everybody has these bad reviews going on in their heads. Um, And, and, you know, it's hard to go to sleep at night for some of us. And you have these cat, you know, things chasing their tails of, I don't know why this person doesn't like me. They didn't call me. Do you think I did something stupid? Everybody knows I'm a fraud. It sort of helps out to understand that all of us have that. And in my book, I explain why. Um, The only reason I went after mindfulness uh, was because I did a lot of research uh, for scientific evidence, because the only time I use all new age stuff is to write absolutely fabulous. So I really needed the evidence that there's some effect this kind of exercise and cognitive therapy has on your brain. And it does. I mean, the more you practice it and you have to practice it, just like getting a six-pack with a sit-up, you're not going to do it with one. Yeah. Every time you do this exercise, even if it's for a few minutes a day, you don't live in a state of mindfulness. Is that just like the muscles getting buff? There's a muscle in your brain getting buff. So is there is the aim? The real, yeah. Sorry, sorry is ahead. the aim to quiet the critical voices or to accept that the critical voices are there and get on with things? Yeah, except they're there and get on with it. So it's more like rather, rather than the radio blasting in your head, it's in another room. Exactly. <laughs> you can get on with it. Now, frazzled is a, is a perfect word. It was a word that would describe so many people I know, especially women, especially mothers, it seems. Why are we all so stressed out? Are we really more stressed than, than say, the generations before, or do we just have a word for it? Why do you, Why do you think we're so stressed out? Well, we're overloaded, there's no question. I mean, you know, it's, it's not... Um, a, a leap of imagination that 
the fact that I hear news from across the world, and you know, even today they had a, a headline that said bloodbath on the high street. Mm. It turned out because the high street shops weren't selling as much. We're such oh. in a state of alarm, and yet there's nothing uh, really that's such a threat. You know, whereas in the old days, you know, millions of years back, if there's a predator, you're either eaten or you're you eat, and then it's and then your system comes down. Well, now you don't know who the enemy is, and it's because you didn't pay your mortgage or you're not good enough or you're going to lose your job. There's more threatening stuff now. So we're all in a, in a sort of state of heightened anxiety. Sure, and, it's, and they say by 2020 it's going to be stress that wipes us out. That's going to be the biggest killer. And stress is only how you think. It's your thoughts mm. that make you stressed. It, 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 there may be a situation that is, but then we manufacture the layer on top of that. You know, Somebody said stress is stress, but suffering's optional. So you obviously have you have studied mindfulness and you have, in fact have a degree from Oxford, don't you? Um, yeah. In it, so you and you talk in the book about how you did a lot of therapy shopping in your in your life. Um, yeah. Dealing with your mental health, you talk about how you've done everything from rebirthing to beating up pillows with baseball bats, yeah. Um, yeah. and and that you do take medication for your depression. Is that right? So mindfulness yeah. is 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 mindfulness a layer? On top of that, that is useful for well, people. I, like I say, if my if medication worked, we wouldn't have relapses. Yes. So to me, it's like using two condoms. You know, you can use medication, but when you're not ill, when you're not in the depth of depression, mm. you have to be resilient. So that's when you can start doing the sit-ups. So it's for you. It's something that you do on top of of that. Um, for people yeah. who don't necessarily suffer from depression or a diagnosed mental health issue, mindfulness yeah. is useful in, as you're talking, getting on with things, quietening the voices. Yeah. If, if you're talking about relating as a parent, you know, a lot of times you get into a war with your kid. You know, he gets agitated, you get agitated, you know, because you're so closely connected. Well, yes. that that's not going to help anybody. If you learn to kind of cool your own engines down, not all the time, but let's say nine out of ten times, then you automatically cool the next guy's engine down. You know, we work like neural Wi-Fi. If I'm, if I'm aggravated, the next person gets it. I know that from performing on a stage. If I'm nervous, the audience get nervous. Contagious so it's my energy. Job and they turn on you. So if you're practicing mindfulness, even if the next guy isn't, is it, it's like that your, your energy it has and your hit position on effect. moves on. You know, he may go on yelling for a while, but if you're, you know, not all, you know, if you're just feet on the ground and, you know, tracking, tracking, you know, your breathing or you're on a sense or you're, you know, really pulling it to get present and lowering your cortisol and your adrenaline, he has to cool down because, you know, we're all, um, you know, socially connected. And when you're talking, as we were saying before about um, parenting, I was reading the parenting section and it's very interesting in the idea that, as you're just saying, you're passing on your moods and your stuff to your children. And that yeah. if, you can, if you can calm your mind and deal with that, then life can be calmer for everybody. Is that the idea? Well, you stand more of a chance. You know, we're, we're not, you know, it's a, this isn't a magic pill. You know, not, you're not all automatically going to mellow out, you know, and sit on a gluten-free cushion. <laughs> um, you're going to lose it. But, I mean, rather than getting, at, you know, agitated 40,000 times a day, I got it down to 39,999. <laughs> and there is no other technique. You know, you can, people say I cool down when I go to a swimming pool or when I play golf. But if you're... 
in an office situation or you're about to do public speaking or your kid is making you crazy, you can't just whip out a golf club. No, you can't. You have to do something right there. And is the thing you do right there the mindfulness practice or is it the fact that you did the mindfulness practice in the morning it's when you got out of you bed? you did it, but the, the thing about the mindfulness is you can you get more awareness of how your mind is thinking. So you, like with my depression, I can feel it coming. You sort of see mm. it coming down the pipeline. So you aren't sort of overtaken by that limbic, you know, reptilian screaming back. You kind of feel it coming. So you could do things like just say, I'll be, I'll be coming back in a minute. You know, go in another room, sit down, feel your feet on the ground, breathe. But if you haven't practiced, you can't pull the ripcord, you know, for the emergency. So, so you get used to sort of seeing, you get, it's the awareness of your state. Um, and in your book, you have a six-week program that yeah. is, is sort of, um, I don't know if you if I should use the word beginners, but it's for somebody who isn't necessarily experienced in this, can learn these practices. Yeah. And is the idea that the reader will, will do that six weeks from start to finish, and then these are just tactics that you will pull in whenever you need? You, you know, I, the real course is my, my professors, you know, who's the eight-week course, mm. and he approved, he allowed me to write this book. I'm just giving you, um, I think it's better if you do go to a, a teacher who's qualified, maybe has a ma- should have a master's in mindfulness, but at least I'm giving you some ideas. I mean, some people already are using the book because it's not hard to follow. You yes. can use it in real life. You can practice in a tube train. You can sit on a bus. You, you can be in a queue, and you can start to practice, um, yeah. uh, you know, bringing yourself into the present. I mean, that's what you're doing. Is this your, um, Is it? What, this is a tacky word, but is this your mission now? You've had such an amazing career and you've dealt with lots of, of different things and you've been making people laugh for a very long time. Um, and I know that you have now got best-selling books on mental health. You've got an OBE for your services to mental health. Yeah. Is this your mission for the, I don't know, second act, as it were? Third act, fourth Third act. act. Um, no, I don't really have a mission. I just took a topic I find really interesting. And then, do you know who Bill Bryson is? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, I did what he's doing. If you take something like the brain or the mind, I'm not really, my mission isn't to teach mindfulness. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not for you, walk away. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But to take something as interesting as how you think, evolution, you know, why we think the way we think, and then make it funny. And make I mean, people the, think the, about it. And make, you know, I think the combination of funny and um, information is the way to go. Because uh, you don't want, pe- it's like eating Chinese food. You don't want them to go away and go, I forgot what that was about. You want people to go, oh, I didn't realize that's how our brains work. And there's also something called self-regulation. So, you know, and in a minute, it everybody will understand. We're not, a, we're not slaves to our mind. There are certain things you could pull at. That mean that, you know, you're not, you can't say I am the way I am anymore. You really can take a lot more control. Mm-hmm. One last thing. In last year in Australia, and I'm sure in Britain and everywhere, the thing that everybody was talking about, about mindfulness in a sort of pop culture way, was about adult coloring books and those kind of things that take you out of the moment for a minute. Every meeting I was in, someone was doing some coloring. What do you think? Right. Well, you know, that's something else. That's called flow, you know, or oh. concentration. That's not mindfulness. Uh-huh. Uh, mindfulness isn't to take you out of your mind. It's to just see what's going on in your mind. If you're focusing on something, it's a distraction, which is cool. But you can't spend your life being distracted. If you're in a meeting with your boss and you're scared or you're going for an audition, you can't start coloring. 
whereas <laughs> mindfulness is an actual exercise. Right. So it's, that, you know, you're able to pull the brakes in the situation. You can't whip out a coloring book. No, you can't. Or not at least no. if you want people to, you know. Yeah, you if you eye. want to get the job, don't whip out the coloring book. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Ruby. That's great. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Have a great Thanks. day. That was Ruby Wax. The book is A Mindfulness Guide for the Frazzled, and it's available in all good bookshops and online now. So what do you think? What are what are my chances of living mindfully? What are yours? What are you going to try this year? Are you going to try anything? Or are we just going to accept that like we're doing okay? Let us know. Tell me what your New Year's resolutions are. Tell me what what kind of parent you're going to be this year. You can email us at podcasts at mommamia.com.au. You can come to the Facebook page, Mamma Mia Podcast Network on Facebook and tell us. Or you can tweet us at Mamma Mia Podcasts. This podcast is part of the Mamma Mia Women's Network.